we have good ideas. Yeah. We also have good complaints. So this is good, mm-hmm. like group therapy for yeah. us, possibly for the listeners. Like if, if you are being frustrated, like maybe you hear our frustrations and go, oh, I'm not the only one being frustrated. That's what we're mm-hmm. here to do. Yes. Yeah. To solve the world's problems one complaint at a time. Love that. People for the people, if you will. Hmm. All right. With that, nice, nice way to start the episode. Uh, welcome back. Nope. Yep. Welcome back. To- <laughs> nope. Here's a little marketing for you. <laughs> okay. Take two. So sorry. Welcome back. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. Welcome back to Oh, Here's a Little Marketing for You. I'm Ellie Hicks. I'm Ellen Cernko. And you're way too far away from the mic. I know. I knew it the second I said it. I'm John Young. Period. Is this this better? It is a a, uh, acceptable distance to the mic. Tim said, after I get back from maternity leave, we're switching up my desk and my chair because they are not good for working so hopefully my next chair will be like better for me to sit in and like stay at a good distance so nice and i won't do this anymore agree agreed Agreed. um all right well if you're still with us five seconds into the episode if you didn't give up by now i don't know what you're doing but enjoy the episode i don't know why people don't want to know about what my plan is when i get back from maternity leave i think it's very important i'm intrigued yeah we're all very intrigued i'm listening So today we will not be talking about Ellen's maternity leave and what's going to happen when she comes back. Um, (laughs) But we are going to talk about working with multiple different agencies. So as a small business owner, um, you probably have been faced with needing to work with multiple different teams or individuals on a specific project. Um, Most of the time, those are going to be outside people. Again, you might not have a large team, so you might need to bring in the help of agencies or other people to help specifically with marketing um, because, you know, that's what we're focused on is marketing. Um, And we have had quite a bit of experience with working with other agencies for a client. Um, So really, we want to just help set you up for success when you are having to do this um, because it can be a messy process if you aren't careful, if you don't have the organization. Um, so we just want to give you some tips from for things that I guess we've seen and experienced with working with um, other agencies or people for a client. So, any yeah, I really like this thoughts? topic um, only because, like, over the years, I've I've watched kind of just like the whole attitude about like marketing companies working together change. Like, it used to be like very siloed, and like people um, had this very much like my way or the highway or like every man for himself kind of mentality when it came to our industry. But I think as the years progress and as we um, just share more information between organizations and as more people realize that like there are, there are enough clients to go around that need help with the services that we provide, it just creates more opportunities um, for strong partnerships. So I really like working with other marketing firms, digital marketing firms, um, digital marketing providers, just because I also think it helps us like broaden our um, expertise. Like they always teach me something that I didn't know before, and maybe I'm able to help them with something as well. Um, and then I also think it's just it's healthy to continually work with new personalities because then you find out different things that either work well for your process, or you can learn something about working with a new personality that could help you in a future relationship as well. Yeah, I um, I often refer back to one of the first projects I did with um, Melanie and Wilt PR at the time, now Shiftology. But uh, working through that project, we were working on MetaView Growers website and uh, in, in New Carlisle. Is it New Carlisle? Right? Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, yeah, is it? okay. it's New Carlisle. All right, I get New Carlisle and one of those other towns nearby mixed up all the time. But that uh, before then, uh, I would just kind of like half do a website and then show it to the client and say, well these colors are going to be different and your logo is going to maybe look a little different and this layout's going to look a little different, but like it's a first draft. What do you think? And then like the progress would slog on from there. It wasn't always that way, but it often would slog on from there. But MetaView, uh, when we built that site the first time, whenever that was 2012, 2013, maybe, um, she's like, no, 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 we're going to, we're going to get it like almost done before we send it to him. So it looks polished and it looks almost finished. And the process was very smooth from there on out. And so I was like, cool, I need to do, I need to do this every time. So like to your point, like working with other agencies that even if they're doing 
the same or similar things. Like you can learn about the processes and do those processes better with uh, with guidance from someone else. Even though I think we started our business around the same time, she just had a more more fluid process for for dealing with that stuff, and it was super helpful. And we take that process now, ninety three percent, as you say, Ellen. Or ninety four percent depends on the call. I like that your percentage it's jumps. So yeah, it's always 90, in the ninety three and ninety six percent. Yeah, but I also think what kind of going off of that, what's great too, is like recognizing like who our ideal client is because like yeah, there is some overlap when it comes to other digital marketing agencies, but like when it comes down to it, typically like you know what we specialize in isn't exactly what Shiftology specializes in or another digital marketing partner that we have. And so the nice thing is, is that if we come across somebody that like they're looking for something that either we don't do or we know that we wouldn't be the best fit for them. Like I just had a client that was interested in um, focus groups. We don't do focus groups, but Shiftology does and they do them very well. And so I can say, hey, like here's Melanie, here's Emily, get in touch with them when they're ready. Um, And I just, I love being able to be that all around resource for a client because of the relationships that we've built over the years. Yeah. And I think that because I was just kind of thinking this also kind of goes to if you so not just if a client has multiple different agencies that they're working with for different goals, but maybe they have somebody on their staff that is already doing social media or already writing some content and they but they need our help with something else. Um, I think something to keep in mind with with why we have positive outcomes is when all parties don't feel threatened. I think that's something that kind of gets in the mm-hmm. way is people start to feel, could feel threatened by, oh, this person's going to take my work away from me or they're going to leave me to go work with these other people. Um, I think really it's just when you are working with other people, you're working towards a common goal. Ultimately, we want this client to be successful. Um, so keeping that in mind and being on the same page, I think and and trying to not feel threatened and not, I guess, have that competitive feeling or aspect to the relationship, I think that's really important. And when I think back to like all of the instances, all of the positive instances of working with um, just multiple different individuals or parties, um, it, it all is com- – the reason it's so positive is because you all kind of have an understanding of what everyone's role is and the fact that we're all here to help the client. We're all here to be successful and make our client successful. Um, and yeah. if, I mean, that's kind of the main, I guess the biggest tip that I would have is just keeping the end goal in mind. Yeah. yeah you have to do uh, a little... One client comes to pause. <laughs> me or you? I, pa- I pause. I hit okay. pause on me. Um, one client that comes to mind that actually inspired a blog post that our team member Jess recently wrote about marketing party of one. A lot of our clients, you know, they have just like that one marketing person on their team or like they have like marketing is part of their job because they enjoy it and they like it. But like they also have like another whole job on top of that. Um, so we've had this happen with a few clients, but one comes to mind that's been like particularly successful is that she looked at all of the sort the resources that we provide and she said, "Hey, if you guys actually execute all of this stuff, then I have the time and space to actually think bigger picture and think down the road um, and I can get more done without having to hire a whole other person. Instead, I'm hiring shout out design and I'm getting six people. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there's also, there's, there's definitely opportunities and situations where it makes sense to hire somebody in-house. Um, but I think that when you take that mindset, when, you know, leadership or when you're looking into like hiring a digital marketing agency that, it's not somebody that's going to compete for your job. It's somebody who's going to support you in your role so that you and your company can shine more in the digital mm-hmm. space. Um, and that's what we've been able to do for that organization. And it, it's great to watch them flourish and grow. Um, and to be able to say that we've been able to be a part of that and support them, ultimately knowing that it's the client that's like driving the direction because they will always know their company and their customers better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that's Dan true. at Young's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have time to schedule Facebook updates. Yeah. 
Thinking but he can give expert in he can give expert advice to you and Rachel when it comes to the content that you guys are creating or when you come up with new ideas he'll be able to say okay yeah that's a direction we should go or hey maybe we should you know put that on the list for 2025 or something like that um, just that insight that you know Rachel doesn't have but she can execute all that content flawlessly <clears throat> yes <laughs> I I had two thoughts while you were saying I'm that sorry. and they both just they no sorry they both fluttered away. They're all oh, the first one was um uh first of all we have a uh, a podcast based on should you hire a marketing agency so go back and oh, give yeah. it a listen. A little little free plug ski. Um <laughs> but the I think what Ellie was saying was like uh when we're working with other agency and like not not getting your egos in the way. It's mm-hmm. not a like when you're having a client a client meeting that also has another agency it's not like can I flex my muscles to show the client that I know more about this than you do? Like know that either this other agency is in because their specialty is these things that they've got brought in to do, even though you might do those same exact things. Like the, the end goal, like you both just said, is the client being happy, the client getting what they want, the client succeeding. So, um, don't be as a, as a, as a business, when you're trying to hire an agency, don't, don't feel like you need to find an agency that does all the things like it's okay to say like, cause we don't do branding. Like you said, we don't do uh, case studies. Really. We don't do uh, focus groups. We don't necessarily do PR or disaster PR or stuff like that. So we've got people that do that. We don't do graphic design, uh, but we do a lot of different services and we've grown into doing services because we've had bad partners in the past that I recommended out that turned out they didn't do what I thought they were going to do for the client. So we've grown our business because of these bad partners, but you don't have to, don't have to find a partner to do all the things. Does it make Mm -hmm. sense to have five marketing agencies working with you to do five different marketing tasks? No, probably not. That'd probably be tedious. But if one company is really good at these couple of things and this other company is doing uh, really good stuff in these couple of things and they can coalesce and work together that's probably a good solution for you. It, it it might be better if you had one, but it it you know maybe not. You know maybe maybe one company is trying to like make themselves look good on these cu- couple of services that this other company can do just as well at the same cost, and everyone can kind of work in a little symbiosis. Yeah, and one example of that that I can really think of too is like, for instance, if if we were working on someone's website, we were building a website, and some, they also needed help with like social media. We do social media, but they might be able to find a better fit of somebody if they're not local to us, if they need people to actually take video, take um, pictures, like they need somebody to be on site, then we wouldn't be the best fit for that client. Um, Mm -hmm. So that would be an instance where it's like we understand like, yes, we can do all of these, these things for you, but we are open and understand that there might be a better fit for you specifically. And we are willing to work with you know, whoever and whatever capacity to help them be successful in order to make you successful as a client. Um, Kind of going off of that, like, good fit thing, Ellie, I think – I don't think I've been in a discovery call when I don't hear a client say, like, and, you know, we want to figure out if this is going to be a good fit. And I think it's, like – I think it's kind of, like, corporate-ease that, like, people say that, like – you know, they just feel like they should say it because it sounds good. But I don't think that they realize like how much at least shout it out design does spend the time figuring out if we're going to be a good fit with our clients and with our clients partners. Um, because ultimately, like, you end up working with the person um, and with the personality. And so not everybody is going to get along and not every personality works well with other personalities. And that's okay. Um but it's just recognizing like, okay, is this somebody that I can see myself working with in the long haul? Do we feel like we have sort of like the same goals and like vision for where this project is going? Do we feel like, you know, they're gonna, you know, have the same goal as us of like, we want this client to be successful? Or do we feel like, you know, it's just going to be an ego boost every single time we get on a call and they're just going to feel like they need to say things um, to say them, even though, am I frozen? Well, um, Alan's oh, left us. Oh, there she is. Uh, where'd you lose me? Uh, mm. I was listening. It was making good points, but I don't know exactly yeah. where you were in the sentence. Same. This like, is what you looked like, though. Re- yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah, can you can you rewind okay, like, like a sentence? Yeah. Um, basically just like the importance of, um, trying to personality match as much as you can on a project. Like, obviously you're not going to gather everything that you need to from like one intro meeting. Um, but you can general, generally figure out, you know, are we going to have that same goal of, um, you know, wanting to see the client successful or is this just going to be like a competition match between us and you during this whole project? Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not particularly interested in that. (laughs) So, and I think that that is a prime example of things that don't go well. Like when something doesn't go well, that's what it is. It's because it turns into like a competition or just people flexing their egos. Like you said, John. Um, But it's funny. I was thinking every time we, every time we talk about whether somebody, whether we are a good fit for somebody or vice versa, I always think of um, we have a counseling client and their big thing when they are reaching out for people, like if people need mental health services, their biggest thing is find out if we are a right fit for you. Because, you know, not everyone, like you said, Ellen, not everyone's personalities match. Not everyone like is looking for the same exact thing. Um, there's going to be I mean, just like what we provide, like in therapy, there's going to be a therapist that can provide better services to a person depending on whatever they're dealing with and so on. And I always think of that because that's one of um, her biggest things is not pushing that like, you know, we're for everybody. It's we want to be a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the the really cool thing about getting able to partner with uh, organizations like Shiftology because we get a lot of opportunities to talk to people that we wouldn't ever talk to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our our now our current biggest client came from a website we did in 2014. You guys want to take a guess because you guys know how much I was undercharging in 2014 for Premier's website. How much do you think we charged for Premier's website that I was happy about? I was I was stoked in about in 2014. Three thousand. Ellie nailed it on the dot. Three thousand dollars. Meanwhile, we're doing a we're we're doing a small website for them right now of a company they bought for about double that. So, a prices have changed quite because I figured out my worth. But B, that client has gone from a website to our biggest client, Mm -hmm. including Young's, our biggest client because we love working with them and. Also, speaking about partnering with other agencies, not only did we partner with uh, with Shiftology, but with Will PR at the time to build that site, and it worked really well. We loved working with Katie. We loved working with Paige so much. There are other marketing person that we hired her for quite a while. Um, but I I subbed a lot of work out to another agency while I was working with Katie at Premier because there were services that we weren't providing: pay per click ads and uh, online reputation management for their. I think 20 locations at the time, maybe 25 locations at the time. Now they have 60, 68, mm-hmm. 65, somewhere in that, or, you know, north of 50 at least. Um, and so because we were, that's a company that's based in Indiana that I would never, never get to talk to if it wasn't for partnering with another agency that I, I to be honest, I don't know where they met either, but um, these are opportunities that we get to do because of other, other organizations. So it's, it's great to be able to be flexible enough to say, cool, we'll do this and this and this. You do what you're get good at, this and this and this. And we are going to meet in the middle and make the client very happy. And Shiftology's uh, contract setup is different from ours where we kind of just have a continuing relationship with them. And most of Shiftology's work is like strict con- contract work. Like we're going to work with you for two years and this is the amount of money and blah, 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 blah. So while... Uh, their relationships with some of these clients that we've worked on has ceased. We've continued on. I think uh, probably I'd have to go back and look. I think probably 15 of our current clients are Shiftology websites that we've built of the 20 or 20 so that we've built over the years. That's awesome. Nice. Agreed. So what, um, I guess so that we can be helpful to uh, maybe a small business that's that is listening in, what has made that, partnership or what what has made that successful for the clients like what has um that partnership brought or how do you how do we work together successfully for the client i think it really is personality based you guys i mean you guys wasn't something i was really thinking about ahead of time but it really is because we've had partnerships that have worked really well we've had partnerships that haven't and looking back on it it's it's really ego check it's not quite the reason it hasn't worked in some situations and has worked in some, but it really is like 
you know, when you're partnering with another agency that does same some of the same things you do, like you almost maybe me maybe it's just coming from me as a business owner. Like I want to say like you're probably getting overcharged on the, those services or like we could do a better job of that. But like, that's not the role that you got brought in to do. Mm-hmm. Like there might come a time to have those conversations, but the converse, that time is not when you're starting the project or in the middle of the project. That That is a later conversation. Client comes to you and says, hey, I'm ceasing work on this. I know you guys do this. Can we have a conversation on it? And then you want to make sure you don't step on other agencies' toes. Like, hey, they came to us. This is what we're going to do. That cool? Great. If not, okay, that's fine too. Because you don't you don't want to ruin, ruin that relationship from agency to agency. But from a small business owner, you, you really want to get – if you've got – an agency that you work with and you're talking about bringing another agency, you do want to feel them out. Like you want to bring that up to the agency that you already work with. Like, Hey, I think we should bring in these people to do these tasks. I know you kind of do them or you don't do them. And that's no problem, but let's, you and I have a conversation and then you and I and them have a conversation and see if this is even going to work out. Cause mm-hmm. I think personality plays a lot. It's just playing nicely with each other. It's, it's old preschool rules. Do you get an S or do you get a uh, U? Got to figure out, you got to figure out whether we're going to play nice with the sandbox. And I think um, kind of following up on that too, John, of like bringing up to your current provider, like, hey, here's this organization that I'm thinking of bringing in for these services. Um, I've had a few different conversations with clients where they'll say like, I'm thinking about this solution for these services. And then in that moment, I'm able to say, oh, we do offer those services if you're interested in them, if they're services that we provide. Um, and like John said, you know, sometimes it's better to keep it to one or two partners just like for your inbox's sake. Um, yeah. But, you know, if a client came to me and said, okay, yeah, I hear that you do these services, but I really want to work with this other organization for said service, I would be, I would say, sounds good. Um, because going back to what John said, we know our worth as a company. Um, we know what we're really good at. We know the value that we provide. Um, and so I'm going to trust that when my client brings somebody else in that, you know, I'm going to take their lead on it and I'm, I'm not going to sit there and fret over what the relationship is or if I'm still worth it or anything like that. I'm just, I'm going to do my work really well and I'm going to continue on with my day. Um, so I guess that's kind of more advice for like other digital marketing companies that are going to partner with other digital marketing companies. But um, kind of leading into your question too, Ellie, of just like some practical tips of what we can do. I think the first thing after you do that vibe check with the personalities um, is then to really provide as much clarity as possible in everyone's roles. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, as a digital marketing company that specializes in websites and also offers other digital marketing services, we've brought it, we've been brought in to partner with clients um, on projects at various stages. So it's always really helpful for us to know exactly what's expected out of us because it can vary from project to project and client to client. Um, so on one project, we may be ex- we may be expected to communicate with the client to write the content and to build the website. Um, there may be another project where we're brought in and um, we're going to work with a marketing company to communicate with the client. And then that marketing company is going to handle the content and all we're going to handle is the site build. Um, or even like when it comes to approval on stuff, I think also is where it's important to provide clarity on each person's roles. Mm-hmm. Um, at Shout Out Design, we have a pretty strict rule that, you know, when we're looking for approval on a process, like, and I'm not looking for like, oh, you did a good job. I'm looking for like, oh, this has a green light to move forward. Um, mm-hmm. I need that green light from the client, not from, you know, another digital marketing company that I'm working with. Um, or if I'm looking for feedback, um, I'm specifically looking for that feedback from the client, unless the client has specified, hey, I would also like for you to get this type of feedback from a digital marketing, uh, another partner as well. Um, but I'm always going to take my lead from whatever the client says and then, and then go from there. Yeah, I agree. And I think, I mean, that is so important to establish upfront is just what is everyone's role? What is everyone responsible for? And you're right, Ellen, like who gives green lights and like, who should I go to for what? Um, if you don't establish that upfront, I mean, it's definitely, it's obviously going to be trickier working with multiple people as opposed to just one person or one agency. So if you don't establish that upfront, it's just, it's not, it's going to be such a messy process and there's going to be 
weird overlap, people may be stepping on toes and it's it's going to get confusing and no one's going to be happy. And ultimately, like the end goal is probably not going to be met. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's so important to establish up front as well as just, I mean, you kind of already said this with like the approval process, but just appropriate lines of communication. So one, who is going to be a part of meetings, like which meetings and um, when, who is going to be involved in emails? If I need to reach out for information about something, who am I specifically supposed to be reaching out to? Um, I know a lot of times, you know, some clients might want all communication to go through them, or they might want to be a little bit more hands off and say, like, hey, you guys just work it out amongst yourselves and send me the end product. Um, so again, I think to to avoid any confusion or anger or annoyance, like establish those lines of communication and just really lay it out, like who's going to be a part of what process and who's contacting who about what. Yeah. Someone's got to be the boss. And so if it's going to be the client, that's usually best. Uh, if it's going to be the agency that's doing a, a majority of the work, that's probably second best, but uh, worst best would be no one knows who's the boss. And then everyone's kind of making executive decisions or, uh, making decisions without consulting the other people. I mean, in the end, we're trying to make the client happy, but like infighting isn't gonna isn't gonna help make that happen. So, mm -hmm. setting clear communication guidelines, who's the boss up front, has to be priorities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's always gonna slow it down. Like it's gonna slow a project down if you don't know who has the authority to give a green light. Um, so keep that in mind as well. Like as a small business owner, if you're looking for efficiency, then, you know, clearly defining those roles is your first step in, in achieving that. Mm -hmm. I forget mm -hmm. what I was just going to say. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Honestly. I was going to say something. And I don't remember <laughs> what it was. I just lost my whole train of thought. I bet it was poignant. It was. It was. Um, I think, I mean, we've talked about this before, but for – uh, especially, you know, any type of meeting that you're going to be having with multiple groups of people, I think it is very important to to establish what is going to be discussed in that particular meeting and discussing the goals of that meeting ahead of time so that you don't get so off topic or discussing things that, you know, you get to the end of the meeting and you're like, wow, this is not what I wanted to accomplish. So I always think it's a good idea to like have an agenda prepared or share an agenda with a client like prior to a, a meeting but especially in this case, I think that, you know, if, if you're going to do it just once, like it should be when there are multiple different people involved, have a nice outline and agenda and state what you want the end goal to be of a meeting and send that out to people ahead of time before the meeting. So everybody can kind of be on the same page of what's going to be discussed. So again, you don't spend an hour in this meeting realizing like, wow, we are all on separate pages and we need to now set up another time to meet after we think through what just happened. Um, because it, it does become a little bit more difficult, I think, to just be conscious about your time. Um, you know, everybody's working on different things and you want to make sure that you're using your time effectively and efficiently. Um, so it kind of, everything kind of like rolls up into one. So just you know, clarity on everyone's roles, clarity on objectives that people are going to be responsible for, um, and just really laying out what everybody is separately going to be doing and what end goal, what the end goal is. Ellie, I just came up with my what grinds my gears because of you, oh. I changed it. Nice. Is it when is it, people it, randle, ramble because they lose their train of thought? Because I think that's just what I did. <laughs> no, what you said was flawless <laughs> and fantastic. Whew. Wow. <laughs> so basically, everyone but, take my advice and listen to everything that I say always. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly. basically what we do. Yeah. I mean, I have the wristband. What would Ellie do? Good. Good. Well, I need to order more of those to sell. Yeah, please. <laughs> my, my stock is running low. Yeah. I sold I sold three here in the house and then uh, mm -hmm. capped the amount that I could sell from there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll get you some more. Thank you. Did you sell one to Oscar? Does he Oscar need a little? He does collar? have four wrists. He needs a little. What would Ellie do? Collar. A little bell. Can on we make it. it too tight? 
So his no. little neck roll folds over. Yeah, that looks like a big fluffy kitten. Oh gosh, I love Oscar so much. If people were watching you the video of this, we would have to put like an overlay of Oscar at this at this mark. It's true. Disagree. <laughs> Oscar's perfect. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, you guys have any other thoughts or tips for you know if if a client is you know working with multiple people for a common goal? I would say be open to it. It's it's not um, mm-hmm. it's. It's not always a positive experience. It definitely doesn't always have to be a negative experience. You just have to find the right people on both teams to do the right things. But also, don't be afraid to pull the to pull the plug. You know, you get five months down the road, you're working with these two agencies. One's agency starts to become a pain in the butt. You know, it's not the end all be all. Find another one. There's there's mm-hmm. so many of them. I mean, there's mm-hmm. like four slightly large website designers in Hilliard, Ohio. That's not that big of a town. So like. There are lots of other website designers. There's lots of other social media teams. There's lots of other PR firms. Find someone that works best for you. And then if you have to find someone else else that works also good for you, you know, that's okay too. Yeah, don't stay. It's like a relationship. Like don't stay in a miserable relationship just because it's convenient or because you are afraid of hurting someone's feelings or something. Like, you know, get out and find somebody that's going to actually make your life a little easier and happier. Yeah. Right. Cut it off. Send and them that text. I would say like keep keep track of your agreements um, and and who you're working with and who has access to different uh, assets of yours because what we don't want to happen is for you to break up with one of the agencies or whatever and then you know six months down the road you realize that they still have access to your Facebook page or something like that or um, we had a we had a client quite a few years ago all we do is their website. But they sent us an email asking for access to their Google Ads account. And we were like, we've never done Google Ads for you. Yeah. <laughs> and they it, it took them like a month to figure out like which previous digital marketing agency they had worked with ads on to get access to said account. Um, so hmm. you don't want to end up in Maybe a situation a good, like uh, that. It's a good podcast topic. What? Organizing all your digital assets. Yeah, well, it's kind of like keeping track of all your streaming services, you know, like making sure that you have all the login information that you need and then making sure that you're actually using all of them. Because if you're not using all of them, mm, like John this said, podcast maybe you is should sponsored cut by it. Rocket Money. Download Rocket Money today to keep <laughs> literally subscriptions. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, actually, we're not sponsored by Rocket Money. No, I don't know if they get in trouble of saying we are, but I would love to get Rocket Money money. I mean, they're managing money, my mortgage. Money. So, I mean, I'm already a, I'm already a happy customer. Just saying, Rocket this Money. Is, if you're listening to this, this is John's we're in. Sponsor us. There's a if you can get me a percent off my mortgage, that'd be that'd be awesome. But no, I feel like we very succinctly discussed this con like this test. That wasn't very <laughs> succinct at all. <laughs> nice try. This Start topic. Again, I was going to say content and topic at the same time, and it didn't work out. Um. But no, I feel like what John said was perfect. We this process can really work out well, and or it can be a headache, and it just kind of depends on you know personalities, and then making sure that you set clear objectives as much as possible. Yeah. Can you say the part? I just want to make sure we got no. it recorded. Oh my gosh! No. How I was. Nope. No. Okay, See yourself well, out. I'm going to figure out how to make a ringtone. See yourself out. <laughs> See yourself out. You can make that a ringtone. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I was in a meeting uh, Tuesday and someone's ringtone was, you're killing me, Smalls. Mm-hmm. Oh, my and gosh. It, it wasn't that. the part of the meeting where we should have ringtones on. Oh, no. I mean, luckily, it was like, it was funny. <laughs> But it was just like, I think it was like, it was, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. It wasn't just like one. It was like on It repeat. just kept saying so it. Oh, no. She she was very embarrassed. Like, we laughed, Ooh. but she was very embarrassed. <laughs> I would have, le- yeah, I would have left. I would have been very embarrassed. Yeah. I think she would have right. if she wasn't very crucial to the meeting. <laughs> any well, hoodles. Any, any hoodles. Any last thoughts before, you know? Any more you guys agreeing with things that I said that were correct? Absolutely not. That's I'm going to purposely not agree with you in the future just to like knock you down a couple <laughs> yeah. of things. Yeah. I, I already have two roommates too high that right constantly, now. constantly tell me how wrong I am 
constantly. Good. You need so it. I don't need I don't need two two people outside of the house also telling me that. You might. It seems like you might. Let me be up okay. on like a mini pedestal just like for nah. one day. Just okay, thanks. We're everybody. good. <laughs> no, right, we're knocking you right back down. Appreciate all it. right, Ellen, what is grinding your gears this week? Okay, so as we all know, I just kind of put this thought together, so it's still kind of formulating in my brain a little bit. Um, but I saw the thought in your eyes, and I really thought you froze. No, it's right here on my oh my gosh notepad. Um, okay. So what grinds my gears is when you're in a meeting and somebody clearly doesn't know when they should bring something up in a meeting, or like they're not able to stay organized on what the meeting's goals or objectives are. Um, so like an example would be like, I'm pretty, I'm probably annoyingly strict about meetings because I, whenever I'm in charge of the meeting, I will start the meeting off with saying, these are the things that we're going to discuss. And this is the order in which we're going to discuss them. And then this is how we're going to end the meeting. And these are, these are the action steps that we're going to come up with from the meeting. And then what grinds my gears is when somebody just comes out of left field with like their random stream of consciousness. Mm. (laughs) Yes. And it always happens that like, so I don't know. I think people think sometimes meetings are just like an opportunity to like, like they think every single meeting is like a brainstorming session where you can just like throw out whatever's on your brain in that moment. But like, that's not what a lot of meetings are. And so then like you have to totally derail it. Like a lot of the times, like I'm able to normally bring it back and say like, I like where you're going with that. Let's table that thought until we get to that topic. Or I can say, let's readjust how we're going to discuss the things that we need to discuss so we can talk about this Mm -hmm. first because it's on your mind. So let's get that out of the way first. But I think what happens when you just like have that person that's just like stream of consciousness is that you come out of a meeting for like an hour and you have no idea so confused what has been accomplished or what has been discussed um, because also that person typically that is the stream of consciousness person does not take good notes or is not uh-huh. responsible for taking notes and so they don't know what happened either. Um, I have a perfect example of this. So okay. literally last night, uh, Kelly, as you guys know, is my wife. Her second business is called uh, Linguistics Integrated Literacy, where they are teaching teachers and tutors how to do the orthographic linguistics work with their kiddos. So she's in the middle of two different cohorts. One is a group of uh, teachers. The other one's a group of tutors. But she's, they're doing like open office hours with both cohorts. So last night was one. I think, I think next Thursday is the other one. But so basically this is just kind of like open meeting for people to come with questions, like things that they've learned so far that they want to get a better grasp on. Apparently in last night's call, one of the the ladies came with her own PowerPoint presentation Hmm. that she's going to use to teach like her staff about what to do. Instead of asking like a specific question about like a concept, she literally just started going through the slide deck. Like 10 slides of like – well, I don't really know how to explain this, but let, I'm just going to go through the slide deck and then um, I can, might ask you some questions after. And I guess Peg is texting Kelly. Uh, is this is this this is what's happening <laughs> right now? And so Kelly's so Kelly she just like commandeered the meeting it. and started yeah, showing her slideshow. To, wow, yeah, nice. Right. So Ellen, what you said is kind of what Kelly said, which impresses impresses me on both of your levels that you guys are both on the same wavelength of. Hey, this is cool. Uh, we can definitely take a look at this. Uh, maybe we can set, a, a set aside a different time to help you go through these concepts and further out this slideshow. But this is more for like specific questions, like a question, not like a uh, 20 pack of questions, not a bunch of tall boys of questions. Like we just want like one and then we're going to go around. So it's, it's a puff, puff, pass situation, not just oh you monopolizing the meeting. So. Uh, it's it's funny that like that literally came up last night because Kelly came up and she was like, oh, my God, like this <laughs> this lady just totally said, cool, hey, move over host, virtual host, just like shoved her, shoved her virtual chair here's, over and said, here's my presentation. Who's the boss? Me. Really it's my time. But like you watch that happen too, just like in your personal life as well, that like you'll have a be having like a collective conversation with a group of people and then like that one person will just like come out of left field with like a different topic and you're like wait like we talked about this or with group like, chats like when you're in the middle yeah. of a conversation a group chat and then somebody just like 
throws in this random meme or like a random article or completely changes the conversation when everybody was talking about something else. And you're like, and like, you don't want to be rude and ignore that person, but also you don't want to get like off topic or it's like when somebody like the one upper of the group, that's always like, like if you were like, Oh, I had a, Mm -hmm. a weird dream last night. And they're like, well, I had a worse dream. Listen to my dream. And then they like go on and it's like, okay, well it was my time to talk, but okay. (laughs) This was my moment to shine. (laughs) This was me. Learn about my dream. But yeah. I did have a weird dream like, last night though, if anybody's ooh, curious. Is it is it is it podcast appro- approved? Hmm. Probably boring for our listeners. It's a, it's podcast approved, but it was weird. Okay, Ellie, so it's depressing. I love where you're going with this conversation. I would say let's table to- that. <laughs> let's table it for <laughs> later. Yeah, and there was a good example. Here, talking about agencies and working. Yeah. Um but no, I it feel is funny like because a lot we're of the, the times too. We really are. Um, but like when clients like when clients get on the calls with us, I think sometimes like we we do end up just being like somewhere someone that they can like have listened to them about like the issues that they're having and then the problems that they're having. And I wanna give mm-hmm. space for that. Um, I just also wanna make sure that like I'm getting you the most for like the dollar that you're spending with me as well. Um so I guess like mm-hmm. that's kind of the way like I'm always gonna leave space for that like very natural, like just kind of spur of the moment thought. I just, I also want to make sure that we get the things done that we need to get done. (laughs) Yeah. Also time. Like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's a a section of people that don't like, not that they don't respect time. It's just that they're not cognizant of like, there's nine people in this meeting, which is probably six to seven too many. So (laughs) we're already spending a lot of time on this topic that could have been discussed perhaps in an email, just for Mm -hmm. example. But you know, we don't need to go on side tangent stories during this time. Like if we've got nine people in a meeting, that meeting needs to be succinct. Here are three mm-hmm. bullet points. Let's go around, talk about them, and then end that meeting. Because mm-hmm. a nine-person meeting could easily go into a three-hour just snooze fest where four of us are thinking about all the different things we could be doing up to and including driving our car off of a short cliff <laughs> because we're tired yes. of being in this meeting. So, yeah. Now, now, I mean, we're, now how we're getting many, into How many times have we <laughs> – yeah, how many times has our What Grinds My Gears been marathon meetings or something of the sort? Hate them. Right. Uh, or and yeah, like, I you think know, leave space for it. Sorry, yeah. Ahead, Ellie. No, I, it's just, I mean, right. it's exactly what you guys just said. It's not only like staying on topic, but just being cognizant of everyone's time. Not only the client's time, but like my time, our time. We have a million things going on. We have set this for an hour, this meeting for an hour, and I because I believe that the things we need to talk about will take an hour and I want to stay within that because my schedule is important. Your schedule is important. And Ellen, I think you do a really great job of that, of like cutting meetings off if they go too long. And especially that, that brings me to another point. Like if you are in a meeting that should be an hour and it starts stretching into like an hour and a half, it reaches a point where it's no longer going to be effective because everyone's just probably talking in circles at this point. So, like, if it is an instance where you have to, like, cut it off and come back and say, like, hey, I think we've kind of lost focus for today. Uh, A lot of good ideas have come out of this. It's clear that we need more discussion. Maybe let's set up another time tomorrow or the next day for, like, a fresh take. Um, Don't let Mm -hmm. meetings go on for, like, five hours because it's unnecessary and stupid. The end. Yeah, Ellie and I just recently had a a meeting like that where – we were interviewing a client for content for their website and we spent the full hour in good conversation with them about gathering information. And I could tell that we were only going to need another like 30 to 45 minutes, but I could also tell that they were spent. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so we're going to wrap up this time. We have about five minutes left. Um, Do you guys have time available tomorrow to like, to finish this up, wrap this up? Cause you're right. Like, you get to this point where everybody is just exhausted. They can't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. They can't even like formulate their own thoughts anymore. Like it's it's a waste of time anyway. Um, so you just want to – it's okay if you need another meeting as long as it's going to be like quality time that you're spending in that meeting. <laughs> right. But also like going back to kind of what John was saying, like if you want to have that like kind of whatever conversation too that like doesn't have anything to do with like what you're talking about in the meeting – just like build in time for it. Like our weekly meeting that we have as a team, like we have very set goals and objectives for that team meeting every week. But then we also have a little bit of fun conversation at the beginning and at the end. Um, So, you know, just try to like 
try to like bookmark bookmark it hmm. bookend it um bookend the conversation <laughs> with like the casual conversation um because that's also what makes it like human as well like we're not robots leave time for girls chat is what she's saying yeah exactly it's always leave time for girls chat that's gonna be our next podcast always leave time for girls chat. <laughs> can tim be on it yes, yes i would love that it'd be great Thank you. i love you when love tim is too. a special guest in our girls chat it Me is too. it is fun so yeah that's what grinds my gears today know when to that's bring something one. up in a meeting or like just like have a little piece of paper next to you and like write down your random thoughts that you're having throughout the meeting and then share them mm-hmm. Once you get At to that end. topic or when it's appropriate. And yeah. And also like usually in a meeting at the beginning and or at the end, a lot of times at the end, whoever's leading that meeting can and should or like probably does ask the question, oh, is there anything else that anybody would like to bring up at this time that we didn't discuss? Now is your time. Now is your time to share your hopes. <laughs> Speak and now forever. Hold your peace. But like, you know what I mean? Like if we're talking about one subject and you just are like, you know what? I just had this random thought. Like maybe, like you said, Ellen, write it down. And at the end of the meeting, if we haven't discussed that yet, say, hey, I would like to talk about this. And if it's something we can cover in five minutes, sure. If it's something that maybe we need to revisit, like we said, in another meeting, we'll say, hey, you want to chat for 30 minutes tomorrow? Done. Know your place. And the other thing about like (laughs) writing it down, this is another thought that I just had, is that like... I think the reason that people like blurt it out is because they're so worried that they're going to forget about it. And like, so Mm -hmm. just like write it down, like get it it out of your brain. Like you don't have to pay attention to the conversation that's happening in that moment. If it means that you can take two minutes to write down what you're thinking and then you can be fully present in the moment again. Because again, Mm -hmm. I will say the people that end up being the ones that, that have their random bursts of thoughts are also the ones that have not been paying attention the whole time during the meeting anyway. (laughs) So it's like when you're just like in a get it out of your brain so that you can actually focus on what everybody else is talking about instead of just focusing on what you want to say next. Speaking exactly. of Jason Siegel movies that we really like, I'm thinking five year engagement. One of my I've most recent favorites. <gasps> it's excellent. Mm-hmm. It is. I haven't seen it in a very I'll long time, it. but I do like it. I'm watching it right now. Well, not right now, right now, but Oh my gosh. <laughs> you probably are watching it right now. I'm not. He is. I have okay. I have uh, I have notes document I have YouTube and then I've got my base camp over here. All right. No movies, I I'll, promise. I'll allow it. What happens in five year engagement? How uh, does this relate? Uh, Emily, is it Emily Blunt? Right? Mm-hmm. No, Emily. Mm-hmm. Is it Emily Blunt? Mm. No, that's not right. Married, married to uh, Tim, uh, not Tim. Married to uh, John Krasinski. Yeah, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. It Emily is Emily Blunt. Blunt. Okay, so. Yeah, okay. All right. It just it just I was thinking like James Blunt and Just for the record, no, John Emily... Krasinski is married to Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt is not married to John Krasinski. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ellie yeah. knows what I, I mean. Know have, I don't know why yeah. we have to be sexist about that. No, it's because it has nothing to do with sexist sexism. It has everything to do with her career is much more successful at this point than yeah. John oh, yeah. Krasinski's is. Hey, yeah. don't let's not get on a Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan is he's the stud. He's the man. So anyway, I haven't watched it, but my dad loves it too. So the concept is that um, he is a um, they they uh, he's a chef in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. She is a like a psychology post doctorate, and like he gets this opportunity to be like head chef at a big restaurant in San Francisco. But she has this opportunity to be uh, do her postdoc work at uh, University of Michigan, which is uh, quite a bit away from him working in San Francisco. But they were just getting ready to get married when all this happens. So they moved to Michigan for her to have her postdoctor thing, thinking it's going to be like temporary, like two years. And it turns into like five years and turns into longer. So it's five-year engagement because they have problems closing the deal throughout because there's tensions of he went from running a very large, successful restaurant in San Francisco to working at a sandwich shop in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. So hilarity ensues. Also, Chris Pratt's in it. And, Chris uh, Pratt is in it. Um, um What's the uh, what's the girl from um, Mad Men and no, she's not in Mad. She's yeah, she's in Mad Men. She's Pete's wife, uh, but no. also in Community. Uh, uh, I can't think of her name. I don't know, but I'm still confused as to how that movie relates back to what I said. Yeah, what was it the point the, of the, that? The, Allison Brie. It was the point because you were just saying that someone that's not paying attention to the meeting brings up something non sequitur. It wasn't supposed to go anywhere. As far as it's gone, it was supposed to be like, oh, John was making a joke about not paying attention in a meeting and 
being oh, on yeah. side But Ellie and I just, are like way too. You guys too. just went with it and then so yeah. we're still talking about five-year engagement, which it is a lovely movie. This but it had nothing to do This is what happens in meetings. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is what happens this, every day in my in life. Case point, this is what happens. Ugh. So thank you for And then yeah, people are left looking to our example. Like, oh. Yeah. Okay. This is a real yeah. life non-rehearsed example that that you two completely just went with as opposed to saying, <laughs> John, you're not paying attention. And did you listen to us like trying to be nice of like, so how does that relate back? Right. Yeah, I was I was about to ask it. Like, wait, so what was the point? Yeah. Okay. Well, watch five year engagement, everyone. Thank you. That it didn't have a point. I almost didn't say anything because I was like, did I just miss this? And this is what you do to people when you interrupt meetings like this, just so everybody listening knows this. This is what happens during meetings. Yeah. And then they think that they were the person that wasn't paying attention. When Mm -hmm. in all actuality, it was you. That was me gaslighting you two. So rude. But seriously, five-year engagement, Jason Siegel, Emily Blunt, Chris Pratt, Allison Brie, Kevin Hart, Mindy Kaling. Phew, hilarity. It's a, a great cast. Yeah. It yeah, is. it's a good it's cast. A very funny it's a good movie. movie. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I might watch it tonight. Mindy Kaling just went on vacation and there was an arm of a random man in one of her pictures and everybody's pretty convinced it was BJ Novak and I would cry if it was. Ooh. So there's my random thought that has nothing to do with what we were talking about. Love that. Well, see, I that personally do don't need to know. Sense. I personally don't need to know about anybody's personal life. But if like 10, 20 years from now, we find out that they have in fact been married for decades, I would be very happy. <laughs> Wait, is that the and thing? Is everyone sense. like speculating that they've been married forever? Yeah, that they've just like been together and they haven't like said anything. Isn't oh, he married? Okay. No. To Mindy oh, Kaling. Okay. BJ Novak? No. I love how you said that definitively. No. I, I think of BJ Novak very infrequently, but you immediately knew that he wasn't married. He wrote a kid's book, and it's really cute. I know. It's super You're, weird. You might be getting it at your baby shower. Oh, we already have Aww. two copies. All right. Well, then we'll be getting you a different book at your baby. Actually, we did have another book uh, as well. Yeah, I know we have at least another book. So we will un- un-get you that book. Thank you for letting Thanks. me know. <laughs> You're welcome. I was going to say, I mean, kids destroy things. So another copy is never going to be a bad thing. This, this is not a book for, for baby. This is a book for like three-year-old. You know that you've ruined that name now. You've said it too That's many fine. times. Okay. That's Wait, fine. Too many you can times. call him. I will. I need to RSVP to your baby shower. I forgot. He's <gasps> the worst. Oops. Oops. All right. Well. Oh, we'll here's that, another baby shower for you. Oh. <laughs> All right, are we done here? Nope. <laughs> You're done. So. No, nope, here's another. <laughs> nope, here's some marketing for you. All right. All right, well, bye. Right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Smash that like button. Pew, 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 pew. Thanks for listening to Oh, Here's a Little Marketing for You, a podcast written and produced by Shout It Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati-based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.